Hey everybody, this is the Multi-Geek Show, episode 12. Um, in this episode, we talk about the influence of influenza. Uh, we talk about clay that tastes like sand from the shores of hell. Uh, we also ask what style defines this decade that's coming to an end. And we ask the question, why do we play video games? And so- we talk about the Scrap Brain Zone. Yeah! So enjoy the show. Jason, I'm doing the theme song with my mouth. I hear. Yeah. It's very impressive. <laughs> well. <laughs> it ex- it a little, exists. A little impressive. It exists. So I, I'm, I'm going to leave that in there, too. <laughs> okay. You're listening to the Multi-Geek Show. I am Tim. Oh, and I'm Jason. Yes, you are. Yeah. And uh, this is episode 12. Um, remember, you can visit our blog. It is multigeekshow.com. Um, and uh, actually, that's the place where you can listen. If you want to go to the blog, click the button at the bottom. Uh, you can also email us, multigeekshow at gmail.com. I am getting over uh, flu, or either that or it's getting worse. Either way, I, I might be sniffing a lot. And my voice might sound a little different to anybody listening, so I'm going to apologize for that in advance. Was it a flu and not just a cold? Um, I don't know. I wonder what the difference is. Like, what's the actual difference between a flu and a cold? Is a flu a more mm. severe cold? That's what I always thought of it as. Let's ask Professor Wikipedia. I'm gonna I'm gonna pause the podcast and let's <laughs> look at the difference between a cold and a flu. Okay. I'm, I'm all jacked up on this Jesus juice down I here. See that. I am. Uh, I'm still sticking to my tradition of drinking a huge Coke Zero uh, as we do the podcast, but I probably shouldn't because my body's going to process that as like raw germ fuel. <laughs> but uh, all right, hold on. We're going to pause. Tickle, 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 tickle. All right, we're back. Um, it looks like the only difference is the bacteria that causes it. Ah, that's what it looks like. So the um, symptoms are the same. Um, it, they can be. Um, they are Just very more b- severe. Um, it says that the uh, influenza, as we call it, the flu. That's what influenza comes from. Flu. Um, it's caused by RNA viruses, and that is in the family of Orthomyoxiviridae. <laughs> pretty much the flu viruses, and so uh, the the name influenza in Italian means influence. But so you got all right. Here's what your flu symptoms are. Chills, fever, sore throat, muscle pains, severe headache, coughing, weakness, and general discomfort. What it doesn't say here, but is factual, is that if you have the flu, um, you are eligible for the mother from the family circus to bake you cookies. What? You know, the lady from Family Circus, the cartoon? She's like super mom. Are you familiar with the Family Circus? Oh, the comic strip. Yeah. It's not really a strip. It's kind of just like a little block. The one panel. I hate that comic. Really? It's stupid. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> well, <laughs> why are you so surprised then? Well, I don't know. There, there was a phase I went through where It's I never owned... funny. Well, okay, here's the funniest one I've ever read. As most comic strips, they're not funny. Yeah, like Garfield. What's up with that? Or Snoopy. Peanuts. What's that thing that you can... Uh, it's Garfield without Garfield? It's just yeah, John Arbuckle? Yeah. And it's so Garfield sad. minus Garfield. I yeah, think so. it's so sad. That's the funniest cut. That's funny. That's funny. That's comedy. I'll tell you the funniest family circus. <laughs> family okay. circus is where um, 
the littlest kid. I think his name is Joey. Mm-hmm. Whatever. He's the little kid, and it's got a bunch of bent nails. And it's like, he goes, Daddy calls these dammits. <laughs> I think I saw that. You know, because he's, you know, he's... Yeah. All right. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Is it? Uh, yeah. No, when I read that, I'd laugh. <laughs> okay. But... That's not funny. I think maybe it's funny, too, because it's like, for the family circus... It's made for old people to go, Aw, that's so cute. Yeah. But it's not. It, it's, it's not irritating. even a little cute? Mm. Maybe it'd be different if I had kids and they were doing that kind of stuff, but I yeah. don't. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, in any <laughs> event. So, how long has it been since you've been sick? <sighs> I don't know. I haven't been sick in at least two years. Yeah, but you live in here. You don't have human contact. Yeah. How could you get I sick? I do live in a cave, but I go out. I go to Disney. I'm around a lot of people. You wear your SARS mask, though. <laughs> no, <I'm> yeah. <laughs> you have a gas, you have a respirator on. It's invisible. You do. You'll never know. Adrian rides on a, it's a backpack dome. Mm-hmm. It's like this glass dome that she sits in and controls you from with a little <laughs> steering mechanism. Oh, I wish. <laughs> so she can never get sick either. Unless she gets sick. How often does she get sick? More than me. Every I, every few months, maybe. That's I was gonna say. That's the last time I was sick, like a few months ago. Mm-hmm. I, I just, man, I I don't know what it is. I just I get whenever it comes around, I usually get sick. Well, when what comes around, you know how? Well, I don't know how to describe it, but other than there are waves of people around me getting sick. Like oh, I see. when people use the phrase, "Oh, it's going around." <clears throat> that's what I'm talking about. When it's going around, it's mm-hmm. coming around to me. It's just not yet visited. I see. But it'll be there. I and just I, like to think that my immune system is so strong that I don't get sick. From yeah, things. it's hugely probable. Maybe. Um, I tend to get most of the uh, sinus stuff. I don't really get... I the, get allergies, the, but that's not being sick. No, 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 no. What I'm talking about is okay. I usually don't get... If, if people are all you sick... You get like a head cold? Yeah. Well, or that, or a, um, you know, the congestion where yeah. it'll start as a sore throat and it'll either move, it'll, it'll, it will either move into my <laughs> lungs or it'll move up into my sinuses and give me an ear infection. But I usually Ooh. don't get sick when people are throwing up. I uh, have, like I have, stomach. yeah, I used to get food poisoning a lot, but yeah. that's because <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> I did a stomach cleanse, one of those cleanses where you take, uh, for seven days, you take these pills. Yeah. Um, and they're designed, they have like fiber and different things that scrub out your insides. But then for three, the three final days of the seven, you don't eat food. Mm-hmm. You drink this mixture of edible clay. Does it fill you up? So you're, you're not um, hungry? Yeah, but it's disgusting. I mean, really the way... Right, but uh, do you feel hungry? You don't feel hungry, but it's the absence of eating that feels worse than hunger. I see. Take that out of your routine altogether. Mm-hmm. Take out the... Yeah, I don't know. Just think about how much time you spend Just planning. Uh, and I was thinking if I were to do something like that, I might get like hunger headaches. But would you ever get anything like that? Or do you feel... No, I don't get hunger headaches, but I get really cranky when I'm hungry. Like Ooh. really hungry? I have a scale from 1 to 10. When I'm 10 hungry, <laughs> I'm a jerk. It's oh. awful, but I, I usually am. Pretty big fat jerk face. Are you aware of it? Yeah. Oh. But I'm telling I'm telling people, I'm like, you know, relax. I'm really hungry. <laughs> but... Uh, no, I was going to mention to you, though, that this clay, I mean, it's so bad because you're drinking this clay that has this awful flavor, and it's 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 a weird sensation to be filling your stomach with something that you know isn't delicious and making hunger go away. 
Yeah. It would be like if you could take a pill to not make you sleepy. Like, mm-hmm. it, it would just be weird not going to sleep and feeling the sensation of, like, getting a good night's rest and waking up. Yeah. You have no, uh, that fulfillment of eating a good meal and, mm-hmm. like, feeling full that way. You feel this, like, empty kind of full. But I am not joking you, though. By the third day, that stuff tastes like sand from the shores of hell. Oh. It is gritty and gray and cold. Is it hard to swallow it? Um. Like, is it thick or? No, well, you can mix it with as much water as you would like. Oh. But. You have more... to just have a certain amount each yeah. meal. But think How many about times it. do you drink it a day? Uh, three times a day or four times a day. Hmm. But think about it, though. The more water, yes, it's thinner, but the more you have to drink. So it's a give uh... and take relationship. So by the end, you're trying to thicken the stuff down like Play-Doh. You're just trying to swallow it because you don't want to drink a bunch of it. Can you drink it really fast and it does? it's not as That's bad? what I would do. Oh. But still, though, it's, it's, it's a... Yeah. <laughs> but in doing this... And anyone who's squeamish, you had better fast forward the podcast a little bit now. Um, I had, just, I'll put it this way, it scrubs your insides and that clay pushes through you and anything, have you ever seen those old like scrubbing bubbles or Roto-Rooter commercials where it shows the pipe <laughs> that's all cloggy and then the yeah, Roto-Rooter yeah, bubbles yeah. come through? That's what your intestines usually look like. Right. All that stuff comes out of you. Mm-hmm. So when you have bowel movements, they're very dark. And very slimy. Oh. Right. And so the reason why I say all that to say this, mm-hmm. um, what we were talking about before, you were asking me, um, I used to get food poisoning a lot, and I didn't know why, uh-huh. but it turns out that I had like a little a little sucker living in me. Oh. I don't. It wasn't like a tapeworm or anything, uh-huh. but on one of the final bowel movements I had, mm-hmm. there was legitimately and definitely something in my stool like alive and moving around. Hey. Hey. That's <laughs> so, nice. That's great. Uh, episode 12, everybody, where Tim talks about his poo. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, I was just going to say, I, I don't get food poisoning a lot, and I, I also now don't get when stomach stuff's going around, like when people are throwing up, mm-hmm. I rarely get that. I've never been sick like that. That is awesome. Where I have some kind of stomach thing. I, anytime that I get something like that, it is like food poisoning. I've never. Have you ever vomited? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I just didn't know. What what is like a stomach sickness that you would get? It's the same thing except it's caused by a virus like a flu. It's uh, well, and it no. just makes you nauseous. It's a contagious virus, from what I understand, and uh-huh. that's the difference between oh. like food poisoning is uh-huh. like um, bacteria or salmonella or whatever it is that makes your stomach throw up. But uh-huh. then the other is a virus you can pass from person to person. Huh? And I've, no, I've never had that. Yeah, it's awful. How long does that last? You, you ever hear the expression like, oh, you know, it's a forty-eight hour bug? Yeah. 48 hours, roughly. Oh. Hmm. You start feeling real sick. and you then throw you th- up a lot? Yeah. Well, okay, let me let me change that. I have had a stomach... Is it called a stomach flu? Stomach virus? Um, I've heard people say it's not really a flu, so I don't know. Let me... Actually, while you're doing that, I'm going to look it up. Okay, I just thought of this. Back in high school, I've gotten it twice, and I think they were like... I got it one year, and then I got it once the next year. But it was like... And it lasted 24 hours, I'm pretty sure. I had the, the, like, sharpest pain in my stomach, and it just stays there. Yeah, that's, you know what that is? I, I'm guessing. It what? sounds funny. Huh. Gas. No, 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 it was not gas. Are you sure? Yes, yes. I've had gas pain so bad that I was almost in tears. No, 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 no. It was, it was a pain in my stomach, and it made me nauseous. It started out as a migraine. 
I got Ooh. I got a migraine. In, it started out as a headache. I got a headache in school. It turned into a migraine. By the time I got home, my back was hurting really bad. And then my stomach had this pain. And it just stayed there, just a constant pain for like maybe not the whole 24 hours, but that's maybe half of it. Sure. 12 hours. <clears throat> and then that went away, but I felt nauseous the whole time. I couldn't eat anything. And I pretty much was just in bed, just rolling around because it hurt so much. Ooh. You can't do anything about it. Yeah, no, you Because really you can't, can't take anything because you'll just throw it up. Yeah. So you just have to let it, you know, run its course. It's awful. Yeah, yeah and then... That's happened twice. That hasn't happened in years, though, so... Thank God. I just remember that. I completely forgot about it. Well, and the thing with that... But I don't know if that's the same thing that you're talking about. Um... With a sharp pain in your stomach. I don't think so. I don't know what it well, was. Well, but this... Well, I looked it up here, and it says that what they call it is gastroenteritis. Gastroenteritis. Mm. And that is, you know, a tummy bug or what I was talking about, a four, you know, a 48-hour uh-huh. bug. It's not related to the influenza. Even though they say it's a stomach flu, uh-huh. it's not. has nothing to do with the influenza. But um, it's an inflammation of the gastrointestinal tract. So it involves the stomach and the small intestine. So you think that's what it was? Probably. Oh. Did you have diarrhea? Mm, what an, what a wacky so. podcast we're doing right now. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how we got to this. I was going to start with something completely different. And... <laughs> Me, I dragged this into the poopy water. <laughs> okay. But uh, what it says is the inflammation is caused by either an infection or a virus. Hmm. That's that's. I think that's the difference. Like food poisoning, I mm-hmm. believe, is an infection. I see. And that's why you can't get it because you, you have right. an infection. You can't pass that to me. But if it's yeah. bacterial or viral, uh-huh. like toxins or parasites, you can pass that on to me. Right. So huh. that's what I mean when I say that. So you probably had... A stomach flu. Yeah. Like an infection. You right. probably had an infection and it burned and that's the sensation you felt. Okay. That makes sense. So, but to answer your question, I probably every four to six months get some kind of chesty kind of n- nasal mm-hmm. thing. And it's usually because um, other people around, like, I will know that I'm getting, I'll be like, oh, man, I got a sore throat. And then I'll look, like, now it's Facebook, before it was MySpace. I'll look on Facebook, and I'll see five people I know who are just getting over it. Weird. And I'm like, oh, great. So I either got it at your house or when I was at church or, like, I got it from someone somewhere mm-hmm. in one of these locations. So, yeah. But what were you going to open with? <laughs> all that aside. all that. All the, all the <laughs> common cold and the flu you know, all that stuff aside, what were you going to open? You can't even segue. Um, (laughs) there is no segue. Um, something I think about often is, uh, how this decade and moving into the next, we haven't really had like a style that would define it. Do you think? I think we do. Do you? I do. What do you think that is? I think it's the, um, the plastic look that Apple's created the reflections of everything and the plasticky looking buttons that almost look white and clear. Uh, well, I'm talking, you know, well, you know how like the eighties has a style, the seventies. Well, yeah. You mean clothing or design wise? I think in design well, just overall. Yeah. Design, I guess. Sure. 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 Well, the clothes, music, every decade has a certain style of sure. media, I guess. Yeah. 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 I get you. Well, I would say film we- has a certain style animation. <clears throat> well, let's go in order then. Well, not in order, but let's like hit him pound for pound. With film, would you agree that we went dark and gritty? That's where we went. We like the Dark oh, Knight. for this decade. Yeah. Mm, yes. yes. We ended up doing that. Like everything went to I think a, I call it realistic. I was just going to say. They the went realism. to more realism. Yeah. Right. 
Um, overall, too, we're speaking in generalizations. Yeah, just you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So I think we went with that music. I think we went music. I have a hard time with because I have no idea what is popular right now. What's played on the radio? I don't know. Right. So to me, the music is what I listen to, but I don't. I, I really don't have much of a concept of what's popular this decade. Sure. I I I because I, I cut out listening to the radio before two thousand. I think. Wow, okay, so it's been a while for you. Yeah. Um I am uh I don't know. I have like a I have a younger brother and then I have friends who are into it huge. So um excuse me, I'm going to No. I uh was going to say that uh, I don't know. I, I have a decent sense. I really couldn't tell you exactly like what's on the hot burning cutting edge. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as far as like top 40 pop and stuff like that, I can tell you pretty much what's going on. Um for me, I think that music and again, when I say this decade, I think it's unfortunate, but uh, for me, I'm kind of just counting the end of the decade. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Because that's what's most recent to me. I'm right. sure if we did a study, we could find there were, within what we're talking about, ups and downs and patterns. Right, but yeah. This decade for me was the, I think, most music genres crossed over, where hip-hop artists are doing songs with rock artists. Now, that's happened before with Aerosmith and Run mm-hmm. DMC, but I'm saying like right. now country artists are doing songs with rap artists and it's making top 40 in both charts uh-huh and i don't i don't think we've ever seen those genres and it's like so things are combining yeah and when you see um uh, even the the artists who are huge and famous it's like they're huge and famous like michael jackson was with thriller mm-hmm. how it seems like everybody bought that album yeah i think that if you look at um people's ipods now you're gonna find u2 but right next to Lil Wayne, mm-hmm. Metallica, like you're going to find this, di- I think, a variety of people consuming more media. Whereas in, in decades past, I think it was more like, I'm a rocker. Oh, I'm a punker. Oh, I'm, right. You know what I mean? Exactly. It, yeah, that, this is exactly where I'm going with this. Oh, okay. Well, so, <laughs> uh, so that's for music to me. And mm-hmm. I also think for, for music, if you want to see rock, I believe is more timeless. Hmm. You can have a rock song, and it has its, you know, you oh, that's classic rock, or oh, but, so I know there are different periods of rock, but I think that you can play a rock song all day. Like, you can play a rock song from, that's if it's a great rock song, you can play it on the radio today, and people will still turn it up. I think people in the hip-hop, R&B, and pop market are more wanting the new sound, the new song. There's still nostalgia there, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, play that old song from when I was in high school, but... They want to hear what's the new Eminem song, what's the new Lil Wayne song, what's the new Britney Spears song, mm-hmm. what's the brand new one. They've heard the old one, so it's more of a consumption. So I think that that's where you look to when you want to see what the cutting edge is as far as what they're kind of feeding to society. Look at hip-hop, look at um, not so much rock. Yeah, I think what I should have said is this decade hasn't had a, a single style to define it. I see what you're saying. I just thought that much like you know the 80s had you know the kind of clothes that they had and the hair metal and stuff yeah that's what you tie to the 80s right sure and you know 70s or 60s like bell bottoms and the hippies and yeah all that stuff these are all things that are like a single style of that decade like that's what you think about when you think of that decade right but there's really nothing like that for this decade one single style that you think of i think it'll define itself as we grow distant from it Maybe. As it changes and we get into 2010, 
I think we'll go. Oh, remember that? Maybe. But the well, this is all based on well, I mean, just like I said in the beginning. I, I've been thinking about that kind of thing. I guess maybe because we're nearing the end of this decade, but that's so out there. Yeah. Yeah. But um Another ten more, baby. Is twenty ten the last year of the decade or the first year of the new decade? Well, I think it's the first of yeah, it must be the first of the new decade. I yeah, I'm always it starts off at by ten. Because, well, because two thousand was the first. Correct. Of yeah, the, no, that's right. This decade, so twenty ten, it goes in ten year increments. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're moving right into the next decade. But um, I was reading an article that this guy was talking about this exact thing. But wait, 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 hold on. What? Okay, from nineteen ninety nine into two thousand, you have to count the zero. So 2000, 2001, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 2009 is the 10th year. Right. So I'm saying 2010 is the first year of the, of the new one. That's what I was gotcha. saying. No, I, I was just getting there myself. I thought you were oh, saying 2010 oh. was the, uh, the last, last year, year of no, this no, decade. No. Um, kind of uh, there was a guy thing. who was talking about just the same thing. Yeah, yeah, this article. And he was saying that... Um, we don't really have a single style this decade because of, I guess, basically because of the internet and every style is opened up to us. Yeah. And it's kind of develop, developed how it has, you know, watching the internet from 2000 to 2009 as there are so many different styles and so many people choose their own style. Yeah. There's more individuality, I guess, and uniqueness. Sure. Um, Just because of the internet and because... And he was saying that, you know, what was once thought of as old isn't, you know, old and, and therefore not as good or not good anymore is just because of the internet is, it can be just as good as anything created today. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's accepted in society. You mean like vintage stuff or. Yeah. 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 Because it's readily available now. Right. Yeah. Where it's like you can ingest. Okay. Like give you an example, like with YouTube. There are tons of videos up there illegally of stuff from when we were kids. Yeah. You know, that it's like you could show that to someone now. Like, I'll give you an example. And it's the one I always use. It's my brother, Thomas. Mm-hmm. He's he's going to be 16 in January. Mm-hmm. I'm 27. So you can see the gap between us. But when I show him something or if he stumbles upon something by himself or if I show it to him and go, hey, what do you think of this? If he thinks it's cool now. It's a good benchmark for me to go, oh, okay, it stood the test of time. Because he's today's youth. So yeah, if I show yeah. him, you know, a cartoon that I liked or a video game that I liked, like I showed him um, the first Mega Man, which that's a whole other thing. I want to talk about that. That thing is ridiculous. But yeah. anyway, I showed him that and he was like, whoa, that's tight. Like he just, the concept of getting a weapon from a boss and using it on another boss and then, you know, using the different weapons to just destroy the environment to get through a a castle he was just like whoa that's cool i want to play that Mm -hmm. so that concept was so i guess what you're saying is like now that that's available like on the wii you could download old games on the wii console immediately you don't have to go out get a nintendo entertainment system get the game get the controller Mm -hmm. blow and hit put a cartridge on top to get it to work you don't have to do all that Mm -hmm. so i i can see where that has validity because the consumption is so much easier that yeah. it's not like it was for us. So we may be moving away, or already have moved away from a single style in a decade, 
or at any time, it's always going to be, and it's probably just going to expand even more. Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, I think in this weird way, everything is cyclical, everything goes on a cycle, and I think people, once something gets old, they switch to something else. Okay. There's no definable But not a point. whole group of people with one style like well, it has been in the past. I'm just saying that, I don't know, it's hard to describe. It's hard to say it the way that I'm feeling it, but it's like this. This individuality, mm-hmm. eventually, as funny as it sounds, I think you're going to have a group of people who don't want it anymore. They just want, just give me whatever it is. I don't care. I don't want to be individual. I don't want to have my own account. I just want to consume it. You choose. Like the days of TV in the 90s and stuff, when it wasn't on demand. There was no DVR. I don't see it going back to that. That's like going backwards. Well, I don't know. I think that to a point when when something happens to where you're given so many choices, sometimes there's comfort in, you know what? You pick for me. You know what I'm saying? So I think that there will be... Uh, what do you mean? How do you mean a, a certain well, style media, okay. by that? Well, because what you're telling me is that media is being... There's no style because all styles are available right away. Yeah, yeah. There's no like, oh, that's what TV looks like. Because there is like, okay, for instance, 70s TV. There's that certain camera angle. There's the feathered hair. It just looks like 70s TV. Even animation styles. Yeah. We have so many styles right now of animation. Totally agree with that. Video games, you know, each decade had its own, you know, like 8-bit, 16-bit. Now we can just have any... You know any style of graphics, right? And that's well. Here, here's what I'm like, and you're. I think you're exactly right. I'm just throwing out the idea of this. Right now, the '70s, the '80s, all that stuff that we had to take because that's all that was being created. Mm-hmm. That is blending seamlessly with the 2010. But what I'm saying is, eventually, there's going to get a point to where it's like. Everything from the 70s is available. Everything from the 80s. Everything from the 90s. Everything from 2000 to 2010. Where there's still going to be someone who's creating that new thing. That new style. That Whether it's the iPod that defined that plasticky look. Mm-hmm. Or even like pop music right now is really um, minimized. It's uh, stripped down. It's really just like a beat with singing over it. It's not really like real musical, whereas in the 80s, it was all about the synth and everything. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm saying is, I think that eventually, and it might not be a huge group, but I think eventually there'll be a group of people who will want the creators of 2010, whatever they're making, whatever the new thing is, they're going to want that because it's a defined direction. It's like, well, what's the new thing? Do you get what I'm saying? Mm, Kind of. So I don't know if I'm being unclear. I guess what I'm saying is, you're saying you can create in all those styles now? Like a video game company can create an 8-bit game, and it's like, oh, we're creating a game from the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that, but oh. there's still going to be that game company that's like, I want to push the envelope to the next, like what the Wii did. But I, I'm just saying I don't think any one style is going to take over a decade like it has in the past ever again. Yeah, I guess. I Well, just because there's so... Everything is available to you now. All styles, everything. So right. I don't, I don't see how one style can take over, or maybe that in itself is a style. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe that is the new style. See, because I think of something like Facebook, and 
that, and I know this is kind of funny, but it's like that took over MySpace. Everybody, or maybe on maybe this, maybe not. I shouldn't say forever, but just for a time. Maybe oh, this yeah. is like a transitional time. That's what I'm getting at. Okay. I think that eventually we'll reach the point where someone, and I think it's going to be pushed by technology. Yeah, yeah. Like, why did they make games look like 8-bit games? Well, because that was at the time the best they could do. Mm-hmm. It's not like they were like, well, let's make them look like this. Yeah. It was the top of the line. I'm thinking like with Avatar coming out, if that thing hits a home run and that's what cinema goes to, mm-hmm. full immersion, someone's going to push the envelope with that. Yeah. Until eventually it's a full immersion theater. And then a video game with James Cameron's technology to where you put on glasses and the game is around you. Mm-hmm. Like virtual reality. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. And then those styles will define that. But I think, well, I guess now that I'm kind of landing here, <laughs> technology defines the decade usually. If you think about it. Now I know that there's style and clothes, but think about yeah. there are, to a degree... Uh-huh. The limits of the culture at the time play in part to the style. To the style, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's always someone who wants to push the envelope, push the limits. Mm-hmm. Now I think that there are still fashion designers who are going to want to make their own. Like, oh, this is what's up. This is what you know style is right now. But then the next generation after them is going to want to break that mold and do something totally different. What is this decade? Just styling clothing it's i don't kind know of like anyone wears whatever they want yeah there's no one thing it's a pretty mishmash you think that'll continue or i think it's the same vein as what you're talking about there'll be a new wave of some new style or something yeah they will like look at the haircut the faux hawk hmm. that's the haircut i have it's where your hair kind of points up to the middle hmm. that's new that's like the last one it's called a faux hawk if you look at the back i've got See how it's long? It always makes me think of Ed Grimley. Yeah, I must say. (laughs) I'm sorry, that's what it makes me No, no, it's fine, yeah. Um, But I I have it, like, spiky, and then it goes back. That's just in the last two, three years that that's become really popular. I never really even thought about it. Yeah. I I don't think I've ever even seen anyone else with that style. (laughs) Have you seen the people who are, like, uh, they have, like, closely cropped hair like yours? And then they shave it so that the top looks like a little mohawk, but yeah. they don't shave it bald. They shave just... They just shave it short. Yeah. Yeah. That's also becoming very... I mean, it's been around for a while, but it's becoming very popular just in the last year. Popular with who? With... I'll say it this way. When I say that, I mean when I'm out and about around strange people in the grocery store or whatever, I see it on more people than I've ever seen it before. I guess I don't really look at a lot of people when I'm out, so... Oh, man, I'm a people watcher. Mm. I really like just because I like to write stories. Yeah. And that I just, I, I love to see, it's interesting because I don't want it to be creepy, but I always like to see like, what's in that guy's grocery cart? What is he like? Why is he buying that? Yeah. And the, sometimes you like, okay, this is a weird one. Mm-hmm. See what people eat at a salad bar. You will never find two salads that look even close to each other. I challenge you. Unless, I don't have any experience with salads. Well, check so it out. I'm just telling you, you'll see people putting stuff and you're like, wow. That is the weirdest stuff I can imagine. I won't know, though. Well, you'll know how I have nothing to judge by. You'll know how varied it is. Okay. Some guy walks up and puts just cottage cheese and, like, excuse me, like raisins. And you're like, okay, that makes sense. But then they put, like, lettuce, cottage cheese, raisins, um, like, it's just... I I have nothing to compare it to. I might... 
I will think that's that's some kind of salad. Like that won't seem strange to me because I, I have no basis for comparison. You and me, we'll go salad watching. Okay. We'll, go, we'll go salad watching. I'll be like, look what that guy's doing. <laughs> Except I'll stand right next to him, sir. <laughs> sir, excuse me. No, I, I just use salads because I love to make salads. And by the time my salad's uh-huh. done, it's pretty much everything at the bar all piled up on top of each other with a ranch on top. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It, it's tough to say. But I'm I'm a people watcher, so I like. It just they interest me. It interests me. Well, people interest me. It's just that I feel like they're gonna like see me looking at them and oh, they catch me sometimes, and I look like and a they'll creeper. get like upset and like confront me about it or something. I just don't want to get into any nonsense. I know it's weird. I, I just I, I just do my own business and don't worry about anyone. <laughs> I'll catch myself um, like like when I'm driving, I never look at any other cars. Really? I never look at people inside their cars. Really? Nope. I, I mean, I don't Won't make do a it. conscious effort to, but I sometimes I'll be like, oh, look at that. Look at that old man. Or, huh, that lady's talking on her phone and doing her makeup. Because <laughs> I don't want them to think that I'm, like, watching them or something. Yeah, I know. I'm, I, it sounds like I'm really creepy right now. But well, no, no, I'm, I'm no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm sure it's not like this at all. I'm sure plenty of people, like, look at other people while they're driving. I just, it's not my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like our friend Chris, he looks at everyone in every car I don't know. He's always looking. Is he like belligerent about it though? Like freakishly? Like, hey, I'm looking at you. Like, I don't. I don't do that. Like, if they look at me, I kind of look away. No, I'm not. Like... I think he does it kind of sneakily. He, yeah, I think that's that's one reason why he wears sunglasses is so he can look at people and they wouldn't realize that he's looking at them. All right, that to me, like bringing equipment into the equation <laughs> is. <laughs> Okay, that makes it a little creepier than what I'm doing, which is just just telling you what he does. I hear you, but I mean, if you're bringing in specialized equipment, (laughs) well, they're just sunglasses. Oh yeah, but I bet you they're mirrored lenses. I don't know. I bet you can't see his eyes. No, no, no. Right, but you can see there are sunglasses where you can. Right. (laughs) Oh yeah. yeah? Well, I think most sunglasses are like that. You really can't see the people's eyes under them to a degree. But if they're mirrored, um, when it's bright out, I see. You see what I'm saying? Like you cannot see where his eyes are looking. Sure, to what extent those? Whatever. He's got a camera in there. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> we're like, "Hey, what do you use?" And he pulls out this huge cartoon-like periscope, <laughs> and when he looks through it, it's a huge white cartoon eye at the other end. Oh yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So I mean, good, good point, good question. And listeners out there, if you're listening, what do you think to find uh, this decade? Do you think that we're missing the boat, and have we just you know made a glaring oversight, or? Are we pretty much on the money? You know, there's not one particular thing um, that defined us like you can define the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, the mm-hmm. 60s, and all that stuff. Right. Even then, to me, though, a lot of times, the 30s and the 40s, they blend right together. Yeah, yeah, some decades kind of blend together. Like, the 60s and 70s blend to me. Yeah, and I'm sure that's probably the same with the 80s and the early 90s, that kind of, but then, like... No, the, that doesn't blend. The early 90s, Dwayne... The early 90s. Yeah, okay. the 80s, well, and okay. I guess that's every decade, the the tail end of it is... Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, well, interesting. Yep. So, Tim. Yes, Jason. Um, I had a question for you. What? I want to know why you play video games. Why do I play video games? Yes, why do you play video games? Okay. Um, well, do you have an answer to this? Yes. Okay, why don't you tell me why you play video games first? Oh, well, I do. That is, I mean, it's kind of cheating, but I'm thinking you you go first. 
Okay, I'll go first. All right, tell me what? Why do you play video games? Well, I thought about it. I I listened to this podcast. It's called A Life Well Wasted. Oh wow! And one of the episodes was about um, just that. They they talked to people in the industry and just gamers and stuff, and they asked them um, why they game. And uh, a lot of their answers were like, you know, it's fun. It's it's a it's a nice escape from reality you heard a lot of the same answers but one i didn't hear and one i thought of and probably the best one for me is that i like the feeling of precision oh which i thought was a kind of a unique answer that is a unique answer expound on that i like the feeling of you know like running in mario getting right to the very edge of a pit and jumping and making making that jump or like landing, jumping, like running through a level, jumping, not hitting anything, jumping right on an enemy, killing it. Like the that feeling you get when you accomplish these little things. Right. The, I know what you're like talking making about. no mistakes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. That, that is a really good answer. That I, I love the feeling of that. Plus, you know, like beating the game and everything. But so I used to get really angry at video games. You know this. I do know this. So did and, your Mirage that you punched. That's his car. He yeah. used to punch the car door. That thing, ooh, that thing, the inside car door. Boom, boom, boom. Right, right. Punch, you used to punch your wall or your door. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thinking about it now and thinking about it um, in relation to to that answer, um, I think that's why I got so angry is because I wasn't being precise and it bothered me. Yeah. It's frustrating. It, it infuriates you if you can't be precise in your moves that you know in your mind you know what to do but when you're trying to do it uh, on the game and it's not working out it's it's upsetting i can tell you this when playing a video game to kind of add to what you're saying Mm -hmm. the thing that infuriates me the most is when i honestly truly believe that i executed the correct movement and something in the game either fudged which like what i mean is like the Let's say the boss, you know, like when when you're running as Mario, there's a certain area around any enemy that is a danger zone. And then there are certain points where it's not dangerous. And we've we've known we've exploited these where our sprite touches the other sprite, but we don't die. We kind of get a break. You Mm. know what I mean? Like it glitches and it's like you touch an enemy, but it doesn't register. Yeah, Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is like, especially using like the cape in Super Mario World, I cannot stand when i'm like i feel like i've executed the move with precision Mm. but there's a flaw in the mechanic of the game that takes that precision and just throws it out the window and kills me anyway i see where i feel like i'm like okay i've executed that and and i now there are times where i'll mess up and miss jump or be like ah but when i feel like i've nailed it or when i feel like my output is more complex than the game can handle like when I feel like, oh, if it would have just responded faster, I, my fingers moved fast enough. Why didn't the game respond fast enough? Mm-hmm. Like where I go up, down, like, you know, I want to go and I'm like, I've got it down pat. But then I feel like the game didn't respond. It's infuriating. So I can understand completely what you're saying. Um, For me, well, firstly, I'll just say this. I just recently started going back and playing video games. Mm-hmm. Um, I let myself get so busy with work and with other things that I really got backed up on enjoying entertainment. Like I truly 
Like, there were TV shows that I would love to have watched. I didn't. There were comic books coming out, and I just didn't get them. Because I, I felt like I didn't have time, mm. you know? And so, uh, over the Thanksgiving week, I specifically took a week that I just toned it way, way down. I was like, I need to relax. I need to really refill the well, <laughs> you know? Mm. And so, um, during that week, I was like, I'm going to play video games. I haven't gamed in so long. Years, like seriously games, where I was like, I choose a game, I sit down and I play it in order to beat it. Not mm-hmm. just sampling a game or someone's rented it or someone owns it and I play it for an hour, you yeah. know? Huh. So just recently, um, I started playing Super Mario Brothers, the original. Right. And I beat that for the first time. I'd never beaten that. Hmm. Uh, and that was interesting. And then even after that, I started playing Mega Man. And the first Mega Man is really hard. It's like, it's it's so difficult that it's it's even past the point where it's fun. But it became, I mean, maybe it's fun for some people, but I mean, you're sadistic if you're listening and you enjoy that game. <laughs> um, so I was going to say this. For me, I've kind of reinvented why I play those video games. Mm-hmm. And for me... It's like this. With the line of work that I do, um, like I do graphic design, I do writing, I do stuff like that, I'm constantly creating. I'm constantly making. So for me, going back to these video games, I had a different relationship with them. I stopped thinking of them as like a game in the sense that uh, my impatience as I run through the level or like, oh, I keep dying or whatever, whatever. I thought someone especially if it's a well-made game, someone sat and crafted this level the same way that I would craft a story wanting a reader to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. They crafted the level with things in it for a a gamer to enjoy. And once I saw it that way, it almost reminded me of like Dungeons and Dragons or one of those old things where it's like the dungeon master prepares an adventure for you. Yeah. And he wants it to be fun for you, so he puts in all these things, <laughs> you know, secrets, hidden things. Yeah. And when I thought of it that way, it made it so much more fun. That this is a team of people that got together and was like, hey, we're going to make this puzzle. For all intents and purposes, most games really are super amped up puzzles. What I mean by that is that there's a certain combination of movement, there are certain ways to get through the obstacles... And there's an end, usually. I mean, obviously that's generalized. But when I started thinking of it that way, that they're created to be enjoyed and beaten, I started thinking, I want to experience the puzzle that these people designed for me to experience. Mm-hmm. Some of them are well well designed, and it's a great puzzle, and it feels like I have put in the time, put in, like with Mega Man, that became a, qu- a quest. That became a personal goal of mine. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to beat this because somewhere this team of people made this game beatable. Yeah. There are tricks. There are different elements that I have to learn. So for me, it kind of became this um, this thing where I'm like, I want to, from as a creator who creates, I want to enjoy this thing that someone else created and try to get the fun out of it that they intended for me. Right. So it's that's kind of how that's why I play video games because hmm. I tie it to the people who created it hmm. and the team who created it and I think oh they they prepared that for me I want to enjoy it 
Right. And I kind of delve into it that way. And and thinking of it that way made me more uh, excited to play games. I see. Instead of just thinking of them as, oh, that's that game. Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh-huh. I thought, and it, it's, it's actually helped me. I thought, if I was designing this game, what would I do? What would I put here? You know? And mm-hmm. sometimes it helps me out of situations. Sometimes I'm way off. But it kind of makes it more fun that way. Right. One more thing I wanted to add was um, another thing I like about playing games is, uh, or what I like to do is beat a game as quickly as possible. Really? And well, you probably know this. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I, I, I like beating games quickly, and you sometimes go, you know, why not pace yourself? Yeah. Or at least you used to say this. To I me. still feel that way. Yeah. Why don't you pace yourself? Why don't you try to enjoy it? It's just. I don't know what it is. I just like finishing it quickly. I like getting to the end as as fast as possible. Yeah. Not not as far as like doing speed runs and stuff. I don't have to be the fastest, you know, in the world beating the game or whatever, but I just like it to beat it as fast as I can. Right. Whereas I'm That's just fun for me. Well, see, and I I I I can see why that is cuz I'm the opposite. Like I've I've balanced it out, but I used to be like the <laughs> beat it really slowly, find every secret myself kind of like. Mhm. That's probably why I stopped playing video games because my pace was so slow that I couldn't build momentum and I'd get bored. Well, <laughs> thinking about that, <laughs> I remember um, watching you play games was so infuriating to me in the old days when we used to do that kind of thing <laughs> because you would just go around and you would look at everything and spend so much time just looking at a wall and I'm like, please, just progress. This is killing me because... <laughs> I mean, I explore in games, and I like to explore and look at um, different design elements of the level and whatever, but I do it quickly. I mean, I look at it, and there it is, and then I move on. I don't stand there and inspect it, whereas you like to take your time and kind of look at all the little details and things, and I I do it. I just do it quickly and move on. (laughs) I just just remember that. Well, and I've I've matured past... It's a little quicker now. It's probably yeah. it's probably the dead. Well, center. yeah, I was saying you know years ago. Oh, when we still... well, but you're still. I'm I'm just saying because you're still running them as fast as you can. Yeah. So you haven't really changed. But yeah, I guess. Um, for me, I I realized that I wasn't building any momentum, <laughs> and that the game's designers again, maybe it's that part of it. The game's designers didn't intend for me to go that slowly. Yeah. You know, like, because, yeah, like, in Doom, I would creep around like I was really going to die if I got killed. Uh-huh. I would, like, oh, and then I'd go, ooh, how neat. And I'd look, like you said, at the, no, and in, in my defense. It's funny also when we when we multiplay, uh, I would always be the one, like, running into battle. Like, oh, I, I just, remember. I just wanted to get in there and fight, and the rest of the people would, like, take their time and kind of plan what they were doing. Oh, famously. And I just wanted to get in there and play the game. I didn't care about any kind of planning or anything. I just want to play it. And you can realize now how ridiculously aggravating that can be to a group of people who are planning their attack. Because, <laughs> I guess, but I don't think it would have been as bad if we just all ran in and did it. I don't think it required as much planning as I agree. was put into it. I totally agree. We were definitely on the opposite I, end. Because I just think of if I were playing it myself... This is how I would play it, and I would progress. I would beat that area. So I yeah. didn't see any reason to do this much planning. Right. Well, the game I'm thinking of specifically is Dungeon Siege. Mm, that's what I'm thinking of, too. <laughs> and uh, if, you've, if you've ever played so Dungeon Siege... It happened with other games, too, though. Well, yeah, but this one, I think, stands out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because of the... <laughs> one <laughs> it was one just, event. 
Well, it was it was straight up comedy. Like it was <laughs> it was visual comedy. It was almost like Benny Hill. It was like Benny Hill. Okay, if, oh, if you've never played man. Dungeon Siege, it is a three quarters view, which means that it's like um. <laughs> You're thinking about it. It's not a top-down view where you see the character, but it's like three quarters. Where it's, it's as though the landscape is tilted oh, um, at a at a kind of a, a line where you can see. Um, and so we're getting equipment. We're and and ba- we all purchased this game. So it's me, Jason, my friend Alex, and my friend Phil, and we're playing. And all of us are kind of in different areas. And you know, there's that element of everybody kind of wants to do something first. We all just kind of got the game. We were younger, so we're like, look what I found. <laughs> oh, that's cool. But look what I found. You know, just. Uh-huh. Right, so we finally all meet up. We find each other. And so now we're all, it's me, Phil, and Alex, and all of us are standing on the same screen. Well, of course, it's on our separate computers. And we're like, Jason, where are you? Jason, we're getting ready to do this this run. Where are you? And Jason's character <laughs> runs by from the left of the screen to the right of the screen. And we're like, what are you doing? Following him. We're probably what twenty creatures. Yeah. He had attracted. He had oh, he had gotten aggro. <laughs> he had gotten aggro on every creature in the entire zone. And then we were like, "What?" And when he ran by us, all those creatures stopped and killed us. Oh man, we were so mad. Oh, that's great. Do you remember how mad we were? I don't. I do, and I remember that it eventually was. Probably within ten minutes, we were laughing about it. But gosh, we had because we had spent so much time planning and then standing there, and then you go whoosh. I think I was really excited about the idea of a game where we were all playing together, but I could go off on my own and do whatever I wanted, and then come back to you because this is before I had played any MMOs or anything. I think it was before any MMOs were popular. I don't well, even know EverQuest. Really... I think was popular. Oh, okay, yeah, all right, I'll give you that. But um. Yeah, so I was so excited about that idea that I could go out and like do something on my own and then come back to a group of people that were also in the game. Yeah, like kill them, that thing you did. Well, that was an accident. I didn't kidding. mean to do that. but It was funny. It would be funny if we got into an argument about that right now. <laughs> that would be funny. Oh, yeah? But um, Well, one other thing I wanted to mention about this. I found a cool article, um, and it's about why we game. And the idea is this, and I really thought this was kind of cool. Um. It kind of paints a picture like this. If you put a child in a room with a toy, they will play happily with the toy. If if you're like, hey, I need you to wait, uh, you know, and you put them in there and you give them a toy, they're going to be like, oh, okay. But if you put a child in a room where it's like there is no toy, but there's just furniture, hmm. the child will make a game or toys out of the furniture almost 100% of the time. Well, that sounds like what I would do now. Well, exactly. <laughs> and that's, well, I was just going to say, this is exactly what, is, to me, the concept is built in us to keep our minds occupied. Mm-hmm. And the absence of our mind being occupied is the state of boredom. Right. I think that people have different levels of how they try to avoid boredom. Mm-hmm. But I believe one of the things about gaming is it, it is a focused uh, situation that you can take that idea of like wanting to create and play and you can focus it right at the TV and and you know whether it's Sim City where you build a world or customize this thing or that thing it's like you can get creative even in the game uh-huh. and it is because watch two people play a game and they'll play it differently 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Watch them, especially like fighting games or like, you know, have you ever watched somebody play a game and you go, oh, I didn't know you could do it that way. I don't know if you've ever had that happen before, especially with games with well, like... I can't remember. Well, games, uh, especially getting closer to like Super Nintendo or like things where it was getting a little more advanced, where the game mechanics were a little more broad. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like, this is the only way. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Mega Man 1, it's like, this is the only way a lot of the ways. Right. A lot of the times. Well, like... On Super Nintendo, there were games where it's like, oh, yeah, I beat it in this order. It's like, whoa, you did? That's so cool. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, or I found this secret and went this way. It's like, what? Everyone plays it a little differently. And I think, for me, playing a game now is you can become creative in how you play it. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I just played a game for Sega Genesis, and I beat it. Ha ha. Woot. Hey. Splatterhouse 2. Ah. Which, awesome. Man, what a great game. Mm Mm-hmm. <laughs> At one point, though, and I figured it all out. I didn't look any walkthroughs or anything like that up. But at one point, I was playing, and there's this part where, honestly, the easiest way I can figure it out was to duck and do, like, this sweeping motion to all the enemies. Mm-hmm. It was, like, one stretch of a level. Right. I would not get hit that way. Well, my brother was playing it later, and I didn't say a word to him. And he didn't do it that way. He did this jumping move. Uh-huh. And he only got hit once, but he did it in this this way that I was like, oh, I didn't, I wouldn't have thought to do it that way. Mm-hmm. But that's how his mind. So he became creative in that game world, and so I think that as games advance and you can become more and more creative, like in Fable or games where you can almost contribute to the content, uh-huh. I think that that is one of the reasons why people game now because it's it's an it's it's an outlet for people who might not be able to be creative in the real world mm-hmm. to be creative. That's one of the things I like about um, the GTA games. There are so many different ways you can accomplish goals in that game. Yeah. So many different things you can do. That's fun to me. Yeah, and I bet you that (laughs) there are different people who would write walkthroughs, and the walkthroughs would be, both would bring you success, but they're like, if you want this, do it this way. If you want this, do it this way. Mm -hmm. And so I think that to, to destroy that boredom, like Batman Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Alex just got that on the PS3. Oh. Right? Yeah. I'm sure he's going to play it a little differently than I would. Right. But that experience is tailored to what, in his mind, is Batman. Uh-huh. And now he's created the best Batman. Right. You know, what, what he thinks is coolest. The takedowns, the, the, the exact tactics. Whereas I get to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But I might go through the back door and through this grate. And I think that that's really cool. Yeah. You know. So I think that's another reason why. It's not just escapism anymore. It's you get to escape into that world, and then you get to... Um, be a part of how the hero plays it out you know it's mm-hmm. not just like uh, in an old nintendo game where it's like it's linear yeah yeah you know now it's like the options are so varied that you know even with classes on world of warcraft there are people who you can play the same class but you can have different talents and abilities and play it a totally different style and still be successful right yeah so i think that that's another reason too yep so what is your favorite type of game um my mind just went blank when you asked me that. Okay. What's your favorite type of game? <clears throat> Side-scrolling platformers. Yeah? Yes, I love them. Like, define what you mean by that. Like a Mario or Sonic, where you run from the left to the right to the goal. Yeah. Jumping on platforms and obstacles, killing enemies. Now, do you prefer 
um, those types of games where you like the side-scrolling platformers where you jump on enemies or where you shoot on them, shoot on them, shoot at them like Contra or Mega Man, where it's like projectiles um, versus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have a preference. No, I like them both. Side-scrolling platformers, and I don't like them for nostalgia's sake, which I hear often. People are like, oh, it's a throwback. As the reason why people like those games. They think it's because of nostalgia. But I genu- genuinely like those games. That's what you enjoy to play. I like those styles, the 8-bit style, 16-bit style. Sometimes I get a little feeling of nostalgia, but not not usually. I just like playing those games, and I like the look of them. Right. And it kind of irritates me when people just toss it off as, like, you know, nostalgia. Yeah, they write off the, write the off, entire yeah. genre yeah, yeah, because it was popular back then. Right. Well, I keep trying to think of what is my favorite type of game. Like, what is the game where I'm like, yeah, when a game like that comes out, I want to get it. And I think, for me, it's such a perfect storm of a bunch of different elements. I don't think I have a specific type of game. Mm-hmm. Like, is there one that you like maybe more than others? Like, I love... Maybe not your favorite, but just like... One love, you have more fun with? Um... I like games that are kind of tongue-in-cheek, uh-huh. like where, I don't know, it's it's going to sound like these broad, like, well, of course, and they're, you know, definitely, um, like, mm. subjective, because, okay, I love Doom, yeah, but I love Doom because of the exact mix of graphics, gameplay engine, um, the multiplayer on it it's like that's just the perfect game to me i love that game but Mm -hmm. i wouldn't say i just like all first person shooters because there's so many that like a lot of the modern ones that are set in realistic environments it's like they're cool but i don't really dig on those yeah that's not really exciting to me you know so i guess maybe i like games that are more i was gonna say horror because i was thinking like but then Mega Man. like i love the Mega Man games because Mm -hmm. again the graphic style of it and the exact gameplay and the mechanics and the music. Oh, I love the music. Man. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I'm really kind of, um, I don't think that there's a, a genre of game that I like. I just, on a case-by-case basis, when there's a game that comes out and I know I'm like, I need to get that. Yeah. Like Brutal Legend. Mm-hmm. I know I'm going to really like that game because of all the elements, the graphics, the subject matter. I think that's what it boils down to. I really like the subject matter of games. Okay. So it doesn't matter what genre, just the subject matter. That really, I think, is the biggest draw for me. Subject mm-hmm. matter gets me interested, and then if it's playable, right. that's obviously second. But those two things together, the graphics can be... I don't mean bad, but they can be any style, uh-huh. as long as it's linked in with the subject matter. Like Batman Arkham Asylum, mm-hmm. awesome subject matter. Right. And then the, the style of it, the tone is all dark and gritty, and but still with the almost uh, the cartoon colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That, that's another one that I'm like, I love that game. Um, would you say you have a least favorite? Um, My least favorite is probably racing games. Yeah? I really don't... I, I don't know. They're not that fun to me. Uh-huh. I, I don't know why. I just... It's kind of repetitive in a bad way to me. Hmm. Like, you get a faster car and it's a different track, but it's all the same thing to me. See, I love racing games. Why do? You, what is it about them that you and and you wouldn't think that I do because I don't. I'm not into cars or anything, right? But it is the same type of thing of precision, like making that exact turn. Oh, okay. Something like that, or 
or like swerving between two cars exactly so you don't touch them and you like yeah. zoom past them or something. I can see that. Plus I like speed a lot, which is one reason why I like Sonic is because you can go so fast in it, but you know that blast processing. Oh man. But uh 16 whole bits. Yeah, I I like the the, the sense of speed that you get in driving games like Need for Speed, uh you know, any of those. Right. Um I, I, I like the fight though. I like the the feeling of, of a battle to first place. Yeah. And when you're like kind of neck and neck with the second place person, just like I feel like I'll do anything in a racing game to be first place. Yeah. Like I will crash into the side of a car and knock them off the track. I will do whatever it takes in a racing game to be in first place. That's and awesome. That that is exciting and fun to me. I just it's it's kind of an adre- uh, adrenaline rush uh, racing games for me. Yeah, see, that's I, why I like those. That's awesome. I I don't get that. Especially sensation. if you're racing against other people, that's a whole more fun, a lot more fun than just oh, the yeah. computer. No, I agree. Because then you're like messing up other people, and that's no, that's I fun do. To me. You know, and I, I'm, <laughs> I'm a sucker for Mario Kart. Any Mario Kart oh, yeah, game, Mario Kart. Those are fantastic games, and I, I Mario do Kart like on the those. DS was my favorite. That was really good. That's, I played that. That. that was the best. Mario that was really good. I really did like that. Um, you know, it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna sound weird. I, I based on this podcast, if you listen to the beginning from all the weird subject matter we're talking about, yeah. I sound like a creeper, but I'm not. I was gonna say, <laughs> okay. well, no, between talking about the clay and poo and like how I watch <laughs> people and all that stuff. Anyway, what I was gonna say is, um, this might sound weird. I'm not sadistic. I don't really, but I really like gore in video games. Yeah, yeah, like that can be a draw for me. If there's a cool combat engine where I can like cut off limbs and stuff, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I like it too, but I don't think that would be a main draw. That's kind of like just a bonus. That's what I mean. Like if there's a game where it's like, Whoa, like that's I wouldn't play a game specifically for that. See, is it is it weird if I admit that I would? No, I'm just saying oh okay. That well, because it, it's but I'm not into real violence. I'm not a violent person right, in yeah, real life, yeah, yeah. and I I hate it when <laughs> things happen to people in real life. Yeah, yeah. You know, even if someone falls down, I'm the first guy to be like, whoa, are you okay? I think that's a difference that not a lot of people think of. Like, I love horror movies. I love seeing people get killed in horror movies. I love killing people in video games, especially if they're bad people, like Nazi zombies. But but I, I do not like violence in real life. I like playing with guns in video games. I like shooting them and whatever. I don't like guns in real life. Like, yeah, that's it, just not my thing. I don't like people getting hurt in real life. Like I can understand the difference between fiction and reality. Oh, totally. Whereas I don't think a lot of people think of that. Like people think you play video games, you must be violent in real life and like that stuff in real life. Right, like you're doing but that. But I don't. No. And I don't think a lot of people do. Yeah, and you can tell too because I'm not squeamish, but if something happens to somebody, I feel awful. Yeah. I'm like, "Oh no, I'm like I'm the worst guy. Well, yeah, you feel bad when somebody really gets hurt. Yeah, but even if it's something minor. Exactly. Because there's a difference. You you can tell the difference between a video game and real life. I totally can. And and, and I know. It just bothers me that some people have that mindset of. That there's you know, no such creature like us that yeah. can feel one way and then feel a total different way. Right. Yeah, yeah no, I, I agree. But I was going to say, like, if a game has a really cool engine of, like, you know, it's like, oh, you're a samurai and, you you know, you're fighting ninjas. And it's like, if the game. Like when you cut off arms, you can aim mm. for certain parts, and the fight changes that way. Man, right. that'll draw me right in. Yeah, you know. Um, I was trying to think just now what my least favorite game is, but uh, I, I would probably say sports. 
Though I do have fun playing sports games, especially football. Yeah, because like, it's that precision again. I guess it's throwing it, the it pass does come down to that basically. the right play and yeah. it's it's player versus player precision too. I pick, you pick, and we see who comes out the best. Right. You know. So yeah, football football games I like, but I mean they're not my favorite. So I'd say sports were my least favorite. You know another one that I'm really just not because that. I'm not really into sports in real life, right? So you're not living the players I like don't... oh Brett Favre or yeah, that's... you know Wayne Gretzky, right? You're I mean, just like oh, okay, yeah. Another one for me that's like I don't know what it is about it. I just it's again these aren't games where I'm like oh I hate them, but it's just like yeah, I, I would never buy one cold. I would definitely wait until you said hey you'd really like this mm-hmm. puzzle games. Like what I mean by that is like. Tetris, Bejeweled, that See, stuff. I, I love puzzle games. That stuff to me is just, it's a conveyor belt. It never ends. You just, yeah. there's no goal. But I like games where I can see, like, I can try to get as many points as I can. I was just going to say, I don't like games where it's just based on points. See, I do. Because I, I like, I grew up with old arcade games. And right. that that is pretty much the goal in all those yeah. games is to see how many points you can get. Yeah. So I like that a lot. I guess for me, I always thought I'm the kind of person where I know from the beginning most people are going to go to greater lengths than me to get more points. See, I just focusing on beating my my own score. Oh, gotcha. When you focus on beating like other people's scores and like the top score, then it can just get frustrating because yeah, that, that's most likely, saying. unless you're playing it all the time, you're not going to beat See, those scores. Here's an exception. Do you remember that game? Was it called Fallujah Ball? I have no Fallujah idea what Ball? that is. You you sent it to me. It's the, it's it's on the iPhone. Oh. It's a tilt app. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. an application that really anybody listening, if you've ever seen those little like toys you would get at Chuck E. Cheese, where it's like the little metal ball and you <sighs> rotate the platform to try to get the ball into the hole through the maze, you know, and you rattle the thing around. Well, it's like that except on the iPhone, and you can make the ball jump and turn it upside down and all that stuff. That's an exception. There were like the faster you get it, the better you did. I was getting that thing down to where I could swipe it. <laughs> I would, like, move it twice, and they'd be right in the holes because it started with two balls and, uh, then, like, different colors and all this stuff, and I'd go whap, whap, and I'd get it down to, like, two seconds. That's so funny because I deleted that game so fast. Are you serious? <laughs> it was just so boring. After the first couple rounds, it's just like, okay, it's going to be pretty much the same thing over and over. I'm not excited by this. And you know what else? Okay, so, okay, this is what I'm That's finding. That's so then. funny. It, this is what I'm finding. I'm goal-oriented in games, and you're precision. You're more about the precision, whereas I'm more about the end. Like, I know you want to beat him fast, but mm. I want to be like, well, what's in it for me? What am I investing into this? Like, that's yeah, why puzzle so. games for me, not so much. Because what? Yeah. Okay. And then when I'm done, what, I start over? You're kidding me. Get out of here with that. <laughs> like, okay, time to turn off the game. Well, what? Do I get to save that progress and start? No. You uh-huh. just do it all over again. Uh-huh. It's like, why not just work in a supermarket and, you know, that's what it's like to me. It's like scanning food in yeah. a supermarket. There's no end. There's constantly customers. Uh-huh. I'm never going to see the end of that line. All right. So you want a, an end goal. I want something to where it's like, if I'm going to put the time into it, there's an ending to it. So does something like WoW bother you? World of Warcraft? Yeah. No. Because Because I, reaching the top level is the goal? No, 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 no. Here's what I... Well, part of it is because when I go back, all of my progress is still there. A lot of the games... Okay, so it's a matter of saving. Yeah. I I just want to make sure that when when I put a bunch of time into it, that that's that's still there. That's what's so hard Mm -hmm. for me about those console games, man. 
like Mega Man and all that stuff. Oh, because you can't save it. Well, luckily there are password features, but like yeah. Sonic, you have to sit down and play Sonic from the beginning to the end. Right. That's... But it shouldn't take that much time. Well, still, you know what I'm saying? If I yeah. want to go to the movies or come here and do a podcast, I shouldn't have to leave the Sega slid, you know, under the <laughs> TV, no one touch it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man, those were the days. I'm telling you, those still are the days. I'm With me... I just don't like it when my progress is just, that's it. One push of a button and all that you just did is gone. It's like, it's the equivalent of losing a, a paper I've typed in Word to a power outage. Like, I don't yeah. like the feeling of, oh, okay, I did this. I, that's my accomplishment. Now, what <clears> if you <throat> have beaten it before and you're just replaying it? Is that's it... different. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that casually. Just be like, oh, all right. Mm. But just that first time through, you know, not so much. Huh. So, yeah. There you go. So now we reach the end. The end of the podcast. I don't think I'm going to make a song out of that one. Okay. Well, I didn't mean that. No, no, no. I I was just, no, I know. I was just letting you know in case you were going to listen and wondering. I'm just making you aware that um, we'll just leave that for Stephen King. (laughs) Yes, we will. I mean, we might do it in the future, but. Okay. But it is the end of the podcast. Yep. And uh, remember, you can. You can email us at multigeekshow at gmail.com. And you can visit us on the blog spot, <laughs> which is multigeekshow.com forward slash blog. And listen to me. Listen carefully. Please rate us on iTunes. Just do it. I don't care if you're lazy. Please. It helps us. It helps Doesn't you. It? It, no, no, it not helps you, us Jason. help you. It help, help me help you, listener. Yeah. No, it just helps us to um, get, you know, higher in the rankings and be exposed to more yeah. listeners. If you like this show and you like what we're doing, um, tell your friends about us as well. And Frank, if you're listening, I don't know if there's really a person named Frank, but how crazy would that be right now? If there is one listener named Frank. Frank, I'm talking to you, Frank. Well, Rate you, us in iTunes, Frank. You should have just said that because nobody would know. I know, but I can Nobody kinda, would know otherwise. I want everybody... Okay, fine then, Dale. Dale, I know you're out there, Dale. Did it work? Dale? That's the name you choose? I can't help who listens. I, I don't think Dale is as common. Like, Dale, I want you to email I Jason, bet, I and bet, I rate email. I bet Mike's listening, though. I bet you're going to get a strongly worded email from and, Dale. And John. <laughs> Listen, John. John, we're going to end the podcast now. Also, Aloysius. Aloysius, John, tell Martha... That the roast was wonderful oh, on Sunday. That's right. Why are we naming all men? I don't know. I just thought of that. Jennifer, figured. please. And Stacy. And also Shamika. And Amber, we know you. Ooh, Amber. Come you on. Wiley cursed with a stripper name. No, I'm just kidding. That's a stripper name? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Anyway. So. Rate us on iTunes. Yep. Please. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Goodbye.